0: Hello, welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week—a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe.
1: Hey, Jonathan, how's it going?
0: What if our podcast went on for 144 straight hours?
1: That's—that uh, was not the cold open that I expected, so I got nothing. But what a great segue into our top story. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute. So that's pretty incredible yeah. stuff going on up there at Asbury in Kentucky. Uh, many of you obviously are yeah. familiar with what's going on. There's a lot of stories of Baptist Press, a lot of interest in that this week. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about that here in just a few minutes. But uh, yeah, that, that'd be a long podcast. So yes, I guess that'd yes. be a streaming thing though. How, imagine yeah, an SBC so. annual meeting where the Lord moved and we stayed for like a week or two on end.
1: You know what? I would, I would love that.
0: At, same. Same. I'd
1: absolutely love that. That'd I think that would be a great thing.
0: Yep, it would be. You know what? Also, is a great thing, Amy. What? The Baptist Press newsletters. Oh, that's you're just that's you're a just terrible weaving, segue, huh?
1: You're moving in and out of every. Just, <laughs> we go from cold open to like spiritual longing to sign up for the newsletter. You never fail to amaze me.
0: Yeah, that, that's probably a pretty pretty rough you know detour there. <laughs> On that one. But if you're looking to stay informed and engaged in the latest missions, discipleship, leadership and political happenings within the SBC, look no further than the brand new Baptist Press newsletters, BP missions, discipleship, leadership and politics. You can find these valuable resources over at baptistpress.com slash subscribe. So I was in Hilton Head this past week meeting with the state paper editors and the state execs and got a lot of great comments on some of the new things we've got over at Baptist Press. They're really enthralled by the audio versions of the Baptist Press content that we have over there now. Oh, that's cool. So they they really really like that and want to know how we did that. So I gave them a lot of people probably gonna see that showing up on some state paper websites or some entity websites come the next few weeks. So it's a it's a quick install, Very easy cool. little thing. Hey, and if you for some weird reason want that on your personal website or your ministry website, just let me know and I can t- tell you how to do it and everything. It's a pretty simple plug-in that we used and uh really inexpensive as well. So A great resource there over at Baptist Press, in addition to those newsletters that I just mentioned. Amy, we talked about it uh, at the top really quickly, but Asbury, Kentucky, a revival is happening.
1: Yeah, so I got to tell you, I'm going to guess. Now, we've made this the top story, and we've got several links to some Baptist Press coverage, uh, lots of different types of coverage on this. But I am going to guess this is not new to anyone listening, because as I often say about some of these stories, if you're the type of person that listens to a podcast about the happenings in the Southern Baptist Convention, you're probably also the type of person that is tracking something like this. And you're one of us, by the way. Really? You're one of us. That's right. That's right. right. So, um, but basically, Wilmore, Kentucky is uh, right outside of Lexington, rural area, Asbury College and then Asbury seminary is there also but i think asbury college is kind of where this uh really is or asbury university i should say uh, is where this is really broken out um and it kind of there was a a wednesday chapel a couple weeks ago um the speaker led an invitation he just put an invitation out there for personal confession and testimonies and it got started and it hasn't stopped and it has been going on and on and on. There's been something continuous there since um, from everything that I am, am tracking. It's continues to be largely student led. There are faculty there, I think probably rotating in and out, helping find seating for people, helping just sort of be there for what's going on. But it it, it is students that are doing this. I, I understand some, you know, people have maybe higher profile people have reached out and offered and said, hey, I can come and do something. And they've said, no, thank you. This is the, the spirit is moving, but yeah. you're welcome to come.
0: Spirit welcome, grifters not.
1: And I've seen lots of folks commenting on, on social media and folks that we know who have yeah. actually gone there.
0: Mm-hmm. Robbie Gallaty was up there a couple of days ago.
1: Right, right. They stand in line for a, a, a long time and, and go in. And most of them say they wanted to stay a lot longer than they did. So is there
0: a line but that like you got to get in a um, queue outside? Like I, I haven't, oh, I haven't, I haven't really paid attention oh yeah. to that part.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. A couple of long lines. And, and so, you know, one of the things that Robbie Gallaty said is they were in there for a few hours and they really didn't want to leave, but they did because y- you, you, yeah. you leave because you know that there are people waiting to get in. So you do that so that others can experience. But I, and I saw somebody comment that, you know, things haven't, changed like the academic schedule is continuing because yeah, uh, students are going to class but this is just it's a continuous service that is in there I saw people are bringing food in there they brought pillows in there there it goes during the night and uh, they have snacks you know they come in and then I have also seen that college students from other schools have been coming and I think if I remember correctly in Robbie Gallaty's text thread he talked about how they do let, they let students from other colleges get kind of to the front of the line so they can go yeah. in because they really want to influence this to spread. And I'm seeing that begin to be talked about some movement at, uh, Sanford university is, uh, has been having a, a service and Lee university. So some other schools, uh, things kind of breaking out as well.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, you mentioned Sanford uh, we were trying to work on some Baptist press stuff for that potentially. So, uh, yeah, a lot of stories, like you mentioned over Badger Press, a lot of different viewpoints on things, and and just trying to explain it. But like, here's the thing: if the Holy Spirit's moving, who are we to try to explain it, right?
1: Yeah, so let's we'll go through these a little bit. One is just a a basic kind of standard story about it. Then there is another one that focuses on the college, like the the kind of the college aspect about how college students are sort of a, a candidate for revivals of this type. And then there's one that Diana Chandler put together with quotes from uh, Tim Booker at Southern Seminary, who I used to to work with yep. and Bill Eliff. And it asks the question, this headline I think is really strong is Southern Baptist culture conducive to Asbury type revival. So I think that's a really great one to, to look at. And then a first person from David Prince about this as well. Yeah. So Really good stuff.
0: And then there's also, there's one more, uh, Kentucky Today had a story, just kind of a recap of everything, too. So, yeah. re- really neat stuff. Right. Just so kind of some personal yeah. testimonies of people that were there that have gone. So, uh, some pictures, got right. a lot of pictures and everything, too. So, thanks to our partners up in Kentucky for uh, helping out with that.
1: Right. And and so, you might, I mean, some people might wonder, why is this the lead story on SBC this week when Asbury is not a Southern Baptist institution, but it's clear, first of all, a number of Southern Baptists are talking about this, watching this with great interest going there. It's clear that it's having an impact. And so I do think it's a top story because I think it's the primary thing everyone is really talking about. And I think that's good. I think if this produces, this kind of thing should produce a stirring in our hearts to want to see this.
0: Yes, absolutely. And
1: uh, so, yeah, so we'll keep watching it.
0: So check that out. Uh, Like you said, there's about five or six stories over there. At Baptist Press, uh, a lot of people have been reading, sharing those this week. It is kind of the buzz in the evangelicalism right now. So a really interesting story and something we will keep an eye on and you know, pray that the Lord blesses and spreads to Southern Baptist colleges. Amy, we're about 100, 115 days out from the annual meeting, and you know what that means.
1: That means it's nomination time. Nomination
0: season has begun. This past Monday, go. it was announced that Steve James, pastor of Trinity Baptist Church in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Can I call him friend of the pod because he's former pastor of Half the Pod?
1: Sure. That means you.
0: Yep, that means me. Your
1: former pastor. Yep,
0: my former pastor actually is going to nominate Bart Barber for a second term as SBC president.
1: Yes, he is. So he announced his intent to renominate Bart Barber for SBC president uh, said they know one another well from their time together on the board of Southwestern Seminary so there's a great story in Baptist Press gives a lot of quotes as to to why he is is standing behind Bart and you know it says he is Bart Barber is the only announced candidate at this time if elected, he would be ineligible to hold the office again from 2024 to 2025 because that says you can only serve two consecutive terms. But uh, so far, he is the only candidate.
0: Yes, and according to the annual church profile information, his church, First Baptist Farmersville, reported 14 baptisms in 2022 and averaged a 320 in weekly worship, the church collected $1 million and a little bit more in total undesignated receipts with over 108 thousand dollars that's 10.67 percent given through the cooperative program they also gave sixty four thousand seven hundred thirteen dollars to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering this past year for a total of almost one hundred and ninety two thousand dollars to great commission causes I know some of our friends across the convention want to know those numbers so want to provide those to you here on the podcast but that was not the only nomination announcement we had this week because on Tuesday Fred Luter announced that he will nominate Jay Adkins for first vice president.
1: So another Louisiana pastor stepping up and saying that he's going to make a nomination. And this time he is nominating a Louisiana pastor. So, uh, yes, Fred Luter, former SBC president. This will not be his first uh, nomination speech. He has done them several times, nominated um, David Crosby, for president in 2016, nominated Ed Litton for president in 2021.
0: Leroy Fountain, um, 2017. Yes, that's
1: right. That's right. Something
0: about Mountain and Fountain. I remember that. That's
1: right. I think that was for uh that was for recording. For registration registration secretary. secretary. Yeah. Yes. Registration secretary. Yeah. So
0: climb that mountain. Vote for Leroy Fountain.
1: That's right. He has a tendency to rhyme. Yes. And so Adkins is going to be hard, but he could he could have something that rhymes with Jay. i I'll be looking for it
0: let's win the day vote for Jay.
1: that's right gotta have a good line from that so have we'll a great see. day vote for Jay. maybe maybe he'll do that maybe um I don't know anyway Luter and Adkins this Baptist press story says they have served alongside each other in New Orleans for over 20 years and uh so as uh Fred Luter is pastor of Franklin Avenue Baptist and Jay Adkins is pastor of First west we which i love the name of that church because it makes me think of my dog we go so yeah, yeah.
0: well and they call there it first we go Wego. like down there it's first we go there you
1: go there you go but,
0: you know in, in the story here i can't do that you gotta you gotta go with the full name first baptist church west we uh, it's on right. the west bank that's why it's west we as you mentioned first baptist church of west we go according to their annual church profile information they had seven baptisms last year and averaged 85 in weekly worship Church collected more than one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars in total undesignated receipts, with ten thousand eight hundred twenty-two dollars and fifty-nine cents in cooperative program giving, and that is a eight point five nine percent on that. So uh, I know people like those numbers, so here they are again. uh, We'll do that for all of our nominees, and uh, see if we get any more nominees coming anytime soon on this one. You gonna do a nomination speech this year, Amy? You nominating anybody? I am not. You're not. Okay, as of yet. No. As of yet. Are you being nominated? How about that? I am not. You're not, as of yet. If
1: okay. nominated, I will not accept. If Amy Woodfield, second vice serve. president.
0: There we go. You heard it here first. If uh,
1: nominated, I will not accept. If elected, I will not serve.
0: If nominated, I will strangle Jonathan. That's that's what she really means right there. Okay. Um, there you go. All right. Some updates, Amy. We have some updates, to A couple of stories. Uh, we have a credentials committee update and a pair of ARITF updates, actually. So uh, we start with credentials.
1: Yeah. So there's an update. We talked, was it a couple of weeks ago?
0: Uh, it's been, yeah, two or three weeks, yeah.
1: Yeah, so about the inquiry from the Credentials Committee to Highland Park Baptist Church, and we talked through that, where when an inquiry is uh, initiated, that the Credentials Committee does not share that publicly, but they do share that with the submitter and the church, and so those uh, those people are free to to share that, and that is what happened. It was uh, it was announced through the Tennessean that an inquiry had been initiated with Highland Park. And so Highland Park decided to write their response to the credentials committee, which is normal. Churches give a give a response, but they did it in a public letter. So they did it in an open letter, which that is their right as well. So they had a three page response and they released it via social media. Uh, so they made some statements. They also asked a few questions and uh, kind of, you know, pose some things back to the credentials committee. So I I don't know what the next thing is. I can tell you this, that I do know about the process, that um, if and when the credentials committee gives a response to them, I do not expect that one to be publicly released because that's not in the practice of, of the committee but as we uh, as, as we see this unfold if, if anything else comes, we will. We'll let you know.
0: All right. That's the update from the Credentials Committee. The ARITF, last Friday after we recorded, released an update saying that they have been meeting with the Credentials Committee and the survivors of sexual abuse around the SBC, and are working toward a ministry check website. So uh, they are uh, working together on that. They do expect, this is one of the important things of that update, they do anticipate and have begun discussions about the need to extend the ARITF's work beyond the 2023 annual meeting. I think we also anticipated that, right? Uh, last year sure. coming out of last year, we figured it would take more than one year for that. So that was last Friday. Now this Friday, there's an update from the ARITF. Todd Binkert, who was tied to the previous story that you were talking about, has right. stepped down from the ARITF. So, uh, that's just the update today. And we expect to get another update from the ARITF because Marshall Blaylock is scheduled to speak on Monday night of the executive committee meetings this week. All right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our news this week and bring me to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history, Amy Blormines.
1: All right. We're going to go to 1989. And I want to give good a little year. hat tip good here. Year. Good yeah, year. Yeah, I want to give a little.
0: Um. You know, you know why it's a good year? Why? That's the year Taylor was born. Okay. Good album. Moving
1: too. on. Moving on. Okay. I want to give credit where it's due. Normally I do the research for this, but you sent this one to me. You asked me, have we done this before? And I don't think that I have,
0: but if we did, it's okay.
1: It's okay. This is a great one worth repeating. So it was a retirement announcement for not an entity, but an auxiliary for the WMU. Carolyn Weatherford, 59 years old announced on Friday, February 17th, that she would retire September 1st and that she would be getting married she's marrying a southern baptist pastor joe crumpler he was the pastor of mount carmel baptist church in cincinnati and former president of the state convention of baptists in ohio also had been on uh, ohio's executive board and on the sunday school board this paragraph i love it says uh, the announcement ends years of speculation about what may be the most closely watched romance in the Southern Baptist convention. <laughs> and uh, I love, I just love that sentence so much. It said the wedding uh, would be noo- at noon on Saturday, August 19th in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, where Carolyn Weatherford uh, was a member and talked a little bit about the initial wedding ceremony plans, which hadn't been completed, but they were already thinking of a few things. The closing song would be the WMU Centennial Hymn. Wait, wait, uh, hold, would-
0: on. <laughs> hold on. The closing song of their wedding was going to be the WMU Hymn? Yes. All right.
1: So Carry on. Then, uh, then uh, the reception uh, was going to be at the, it was at the WMU building in Birmingham. It said the couple was planning a honeymoon trip to Europe and then would live in Cincinnati. That even though her retirement date was effective September one, she had enough vacation to make her last day in the office, August 11th, and then move right into the last days before the wedding and head off to Europe and then to Cincinnati. So I love this. It's great. Um, It was going to be her first marriage. Uh, You know, it's her first marriage. Joe Crumpler, he he was a widower. So his first wife had died of cancer in 1982. It's a great engagement announcement. I love it. It said uh, the WMU staff has affectionately referred to Crumpler as Mr. Weatherford and his children have teased him about which one's last name will be used. But Weatherford made clear she will change her name to Carolyn Weatherford Crumpler. So, uh so really um really cool. It tells you a lot and about a the great. SBC
0: back then, by the way. I just want to throw that yeah. out there. <laughs> just, uh yeah. just tossing okay. that out there.
1: Okay. Um and uh but it's pick up it's what's a being great. put
0: down all over the place right there. It's
1: it's a great story overall and just really fun. And it was the top story for that BP article. So we had a retirement and engagement announcement all in the same story this week in SBC history.
0: So why couldn't she do it and be married?
1: Maybe she didn't want to, and also he didn't want to leave his church probably, and so they she was moving to Cincinnati.
0: Oh, I hate that. Well, it I mean, I say I hate shit. that. I mean, like it just it just feels like unfair. Like, all right, I, I, you she know
1: probably was happy.
0: I want to marry Mr. Crumpler, but I have to give up my job to do it. I she just...
1: said she said she felt good about the timing. She said it would be difficult, but she said it's a good time to make a transition she couldn't have walked away you know three years before but the building was paid for they had like everything was was good said she was, would be active in ohio baptist activities i think this is great
0: okay all right that's fine that's fine
1: i think it's awesome
0: that's fine all right
1: okay yes so no. um did you ever uh, did you ever meet her? She died in 2015. Yeah,
0: she died in 2015. I, I don't believe I did. I may have met. She may have come by the building when I was there back in the late 20, oh, you know, the 20 aughts, 08, 09, yeah. 10, 11 when I was there. Maybe uh, I met her. I probably, you know, I probably did. I just, I just don't remember it. That's on me. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, but I think they were married really-
0: for 25 years. Yeah. And he he was still alive at that time.
1: Right. But he died in...
0: Um, Whenever she died, I mean. Yeah.
1: It, yeah. But he uh, he died in 2016. So she died in 2015. Does it say where they went on their
0: honeymoon? Because that always fascinates me.
1: I mean, the BP article says they were going to go to Europe.
0: Okay. There we go. That's what I was wondering. I hadn't but, read the BP article. So that, that part or whatever. She grew up in yeah. Frostproof, Florida. You know who else is from Frostproof, Florida?
1: Um... Adam Greenway,
0: also a former SBC entity head, Adam Greenway. Yeah, how about that? There you go, frostproof. I
1: remembered when you said. It, I kept thinking. I think it's Adam Greenway. I think it's Adam Greenway. And I, I long pause. I had to see if I was right. But yep, there you go, friend of the pod.
0: So yeah, so little, uh, little known fact there. How about that? All right, um, well, cool, Amy. Uh, thanks for using that. And yeah, it's Valentine's week. Why not use you know story about love? There you go. And married 25 years. That's kind of cool that, you know, married later in life, still made it 25 years. So really neat. All right. That'll move us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is?
1: A movie that's coming out that I'm pretty excited about. Yep. Actually, I've already seen it. Kelsey Grammer. I'm going to go see it again. Jesus Revolution. Yeah. Jesus Revolution. So it's about the Jesus movement in California. It releases on the 24th. Some places are doing some like pre-releases on the 22nd, you know, around here it's on the 22nd. So you can check in your area and see if there might be a, an early release special viewing. I saw a, uh, a, I got to see a, a pre-screening of it and man, I loved it. It is an incredible, incredible movie. And, uh, and you know, Kelsey Grammer is like, it, he's a big deal. Um, and also uh, the the guy Jonathan Rumi, I think. So the the TV show The Chosen, which I have yeah. not watched it, but I've seen some clips of it. The guy who stars in that he is also in in this movie. He plays Lonnie Frisbee, and Kelsey Grammer plays Chuck Smith. And uh, so it's it it is really good. And to be quite honest, I'm looking forward to watching it again in a moment where we're having an active conversation about revival yeah. now. Because uh, it really is this story hmm. of revival. Also, for those of you who are familiar with Greg Laurie, his char- he, like this is his conversion story is in this. So hmm. uh, he's a a a predominant character in the movie.
0: Does he and make a cameo? I
1: highly, I cannot remember. Okay, maybe. Hey, you gotta you gotta sure. squeeze him in there. I think, I can't remember. Right.
0: Um, I haven't seen it yet, obviously, so I do want to see it.
1: And, yeah, Andy Irwin is the the filmmaker. Oh, the Irwin and brothers, it's yeah. Just. Yeah, it it is it is really well done. I just cannot say yeah. enough about it. And it captures, they make good movies. It captures the story really very good. well. So I, I would encourage everybody to go and check it out.
0: All right. Well, cool. Jesus Revolution is Amy's. My resource of the week, Amy, this is a weird one, but it's going to be a hymn. Amazing Grace. That's great. You know why? Why? 250th anniversary of that being written this year.
1: I have lyrics of that on my wall on a kind of an art hanging. Cool.
0: So yeah, yeah, so Amazing Grace, written 250 years ago, written in uh, 1773. John Newton wrote it, and there was a panel this past week at Midwestern with Thomas Kidd and uh, Michael McMullen, Matthew Swain, John Mark Yates, Angela Swain, talking about the hymn and the 250th anniversary of it. And there's a story in Baptist Press about the, uh, the panel, as well as a story from Kentucky Today over at Baptist Press this week about the... Just the the two hundred fiftieth anniversary of the, the hymn. So probably I would say most well known hymn. Is that fair? If it's not, it's so. in the top three. I absolutely, mean, absolutely yes. If we had a Mount Rushmore of hymns, "Amazing Grace" is up there.
1: How great! How great they are! How great they are! "Amazing but, Grace," yeah.
0: yeah. In yeah. the garden? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> that's a different. That's Amy and Jonathan on hymns. That's our, our other podcast that we have. Um, yeah. Yeah. So two hundred fiftieth anniversary. So kind of neat. All right. So neat story on that. So check that out. Maybe sing Amazing Grace in your your church this year, at some point, I guess. And um, do it. And and do all the verses. All of them. All of them. All of them. And not just skip the third and the fourth, like good Southern Baptists. Uh, first, second, and last. Amy, first, second, and last. All right. So that's going to do it for our show this week. And you'll be in town next week. The EC meeting. A lot of people descending on Nashville. It's going to be a little rainy, so bring an umbrella. Maybe got the EC meeting next week. And if you're interested in watching that, it'll be streaming on the X2 app, the exclusive home of streaming for the executive committee and the SVC. So John Graham and our 2022 resource of the year, the X2 app. And uh, you can check that out and watch the EC meeting plenary on Monday night and Tuesday, 6 30 PM central Monday night, 12 30 PM central on tuesday afternoon so those are times subject to change depending on what's happening especially tuesday so you never know when that tuesday one's going to start but we're aiming for 12 30 so uh we'll see but uh yeah right. should be a lot coming out of there and uh amy i will see you next week
1: see you next week